This is Friends of Indy left. It has been a month since Friends of Indy left. Holy moly. Um, KK Bella was our last guest, and I promised our next guest that I would not do another Friends of Indy left until I had her on, and I am holding true to my word. And here she is, and hopefully her mic is still hot. Misty, comrade Misty. Holy moly. Hi, guys. So I'm going to do this with Misty there, which is something different. But welcome, everyone, to Friends of Indy Left, and thank you so much for being here, checking this out. I started doing this show a year uh, earlier this year because I thought it would be a great way for all of us to learn about the people whose work and analysis we amplify regularly at Independent Left News, in Leftist.today, even our Discord server, IndependentLeft.gg. There is a reason why we include their content in our aggregator sites, and we want you to see what we see this is also being co-streamed to Indie News Network, which is our friends, uh, and of course our friends on Indie Left uh, also play well with the network members. And uh, we're going to talk about how many of our network members have already been on your radio show, which we love, and and of course on 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 all your, on all your other shows, which love it, great. Uh, so, episode six, we are. I am joined by a true friend, and of course, uh, you guys can't see me, but Misty can, which is one of the cool things about Friends of Indie Left. Hi. Hi. But India is joined by a true friend, <laughs> someone who gets what we're doing here and supports us full-throatedly. I mean, uh, there there are a few bigger supporters that, that we have, and we love her for it. The first purchaser of a Bongfather shirt. The first person to line up for a GoFundMe or a direct action protest in the streets. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's an activist, a radio show host, a multi-show streamer, a generous, willing guest, and champion of the underdogs. This is Misty Winston, aka Sarcasm Stardust, aka Comrade Misty. So that's Hello, that's your friends. little intro. Hi, everybody. That was very now, nice. Well, thank you, thank you. Very I wrote nice. it all out, and then I'm going to also to mention that that Misty is the co-host and co-creator of Facts on the Ground the creator and host of Bitch with Comrade Misty, and a co-host for Action for Assange, which streams two vigils every week on Tuesday and Friday nights. Uh, most recently, Misty's been hired by TNT Radio, and yes, that means paid. Wonderful. Congratulations. To do a talk show Thank every fr Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. And again, you can be watching this live. We're live on seven platforms right now. Actually, technically, it's like 10 or 11 when I broke it down. Because we're live on Rockfin, YouTube, Odyssey, Facebook, Telegram, Twitch, Twitter. And we're actually on independentleft.news. If you go there, you can see us streaming live there. We're on the link tree because you can actually open it up and embed a link tree. There's so many different platforms and places you can go find us. So it's really cool. Uh, and again, I, I just appreciate you being here. And this is only the sixth one. And I only, I'm only bringing on the people who I really cover and I really love and, and just... So many different things. Oh my God. Um, I have again a whole list of questions for you, but it's it's not gonna be anything like invasive, but I just want to talk. I just want to like learn more about you than I ever had known. Like 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 about family, what you did before you got like into this stuff, um, and then talking about your evolution into doing what you're doing, into activism, and then into getting on camera and kind of how that you know how that happened and and 
how the hell we're sitting here right now having this conversation, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I get it. Like, I like that you do this. Um, I don't necessarily like talking about myself, but I like hearing other people talk about themselves. Like, it's always fun to hear, um, you know, everybody's kind of journey to get where they got and how they figured out that they wanted to do, you know, independent media of whatever form. Um, and just apologies to everybody that's listening. I'm a little stuffy. My allergies and everything are, are all jacked up. So I probably sound kind of gross, but I'm sorry about that. Not much. Yeah, it sounds better than mine and and that's credit to reef but but uh your yeti sounds awesome say hi to everybody in chat thank you so much for being here hi to everybody on the rockfin as well we're live on rockfin of course odyssey everybody uh we're just chilling out and we're gonna we're gonna hang out and talk about what misty's doing what misty's been up to and how how misty got here and how we got to have this conversation like i said it's one of the most fun things that i do um in 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 this journey that I've had in independent media uh, is is meeting all the the people that I just I just wanted to share your links really, um, and and then all of a sudden it just got to be like hey you know we we started talking and we got into these chats and it's it's pretty crazy uh, I can't even remember exactly when I first watched you or saw you streaming or live. Um, I don't know if it was an Assange event, but I, I think it was actually like somebody Probably. said something to me about like, watch out for that Misty girl type of thing. Of course, <laughs> you know, I did come from the shit live world. So, uh, yeah. So, so it's just kind I of probably funny. Get that a lot. Right. So yeah. it, it, it's just kind of, kind of hilarious the way it all evolved and how involved I got with the Assange movement and how involved you are with, of course, with everything. And, Again, so I want to learn first about like, okay, career, jobs, and kids. How old are the kids? And I know you got Jack at home as a cat. Other other animals, other other stories. What do we got? I'm a cat hoarder. I'm a little bit of a cat hoarder. Um, so my kids are 11 and 13. I have two girls, um, uh, and they're a oh lot boy. of fun. But also at that age where it's like every gray hair that I have has one of their names on it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's very stressful trying to raise teenage girls or preteen girls. Um, and then pet wise, I am a cat hoarder. So um, I never used to be a cat person, um, but we tried. My oldest daughter's autistic, um, and so we had heard great things about having dogs for kids with autism and we're like yeah we're gonna get a dog so we made the mistake though of getting a puppy and that was not a good plan um we didn't really think it through we found this really adorable black lab puppy and we're like yeah let's do it we didn't really process the information and we were just very excited so we just did it um right. and my kid really likes her space like she likes her personal space and puppies do not care about your personal space <laughs> so um that didn't work out so well she didn't she was scared of the dog um and it was like a whole thing we tried it out for a, a while um and it just didn't work out so we ended up uh rehoming the puppy with my uh my husband's cousin who has a which the puppy really left out because my husband's cousin has like this huge farm with a bunch of dogs and like she's out there living her best life now um mm. so that didn't work out but we knew that we wanted to have pets for our kids of some kind so we figured cats would probably be the best way to Go. I wasn't super excited about the idea because I was always a dog person. Right. Um, but we got two cats, um, and those seem to take off. Um, but we also live in the middle of well, it's kind of so we live in a weird location because it's in the country, but we're also on like a very near a main road and a main highway. Um, and we're also right by a church. And so we get a lot of drop-offs, like kitten drop-offs and stuff. Um, hmm. and so over the course of time, um, we've like uh I mean, 
we've taken in numerous cats and rehomed them or whatever. Um, and currently oh. we have seven. <laughs> we have seven right now. So we have, let's see. Okay, we have Daryl, we have Bernie, we have Chibi, we have Jack, obviously. Um, we have Angel, we have Grumpy, and we have Julian. So those are my seven cats. Of course um, we have and I Julian. love them all. I know, right? <laughs> Somebody was like trying to make fun of me and said something about uh, you know, having a cat named after Julian. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> what kind of cult leader would I be if I didn't have a cat named after Julian? I so mean, of course. I'm obviously. surprised they're not all named Julian, to be honest. <laughs> That's what a true cult leader would do, right? <laughs> I know, right? No, just the one, just the one named Julian. Um, but yeah, they're uh, oh, here's one right there. Hi, who are you? can't tell hmm? so we have two that come here nope i think that's angel um so, shout yeah, out to crazy. a friend of mine they drive me nuts so shout huh? out to a friend of mine he he he's just told me that his wife's expecting re, you know uh and that they're they're i don't know 14 15 weeks in he goes we just picked out a name and i'm like i'm like joking around he's like what do you think the name's gonna be so i'm like herman you know fred dude, we, we were joking around no julian and they like he like brought a tear to my eye i was like oh 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 I love it. Oh, so oh, good. so good. I love it. So good. So shout it. out to to dude. I'm not I'm not going to reveal who it is, but, yeah, but don't. you know who you yeah. are. Um Yeah, shout out to you. For sure. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, so Great so 11 and 13. How long have you been married? How many years? Um so we've been together for 15. We've been married for 10. Okay. The September will be 10. <laughs> that's that's great. I love that you, you don't really remember. And you know what? This <laughs> this December, I'm like, mm, yeah, is it 2012? I think it was, yeah, 10. I mean, 10. after a certain point, does it really matter how long it's been? As long as you remember the anniversary date. It all kind of runs together. It really together. matter if it's been 10 years or 12 years or 13. It doesn't matter. We're still together. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta play this for my wife because yes i need i need her to adopt that philosophy for sure yeah uh, I'm as like long the as you got the date yeah yes i'm the least stereotypical female when it comes to that stuff like I, we're coming I, up on yeah. 10 years ourselves this year it's kind of funny yeah uh, that's us. And, and i and, and i've got we've got we've got girls but twins that are sick so we i i feel you on on the estrogen we've also got a son who's four so um yeah it's it's been pretty crazy around here uh it's loud and uh and any any tips for like what what to expect with with two girls that are uh, oh. already pushing back so hard and just wonderful I gems mean... and dreams and amazing and wow so difficult. we have a barn and... and my husband said that he's gonna move into the barn <laughs> <laughs> well i have he's a basement office and I've already, yeah. I've already half moved out here already, but, but no, I, I, I can't hide. I don't want to miss brutal. it all. Yeah. It's, wow. That's it's, it, that's it's fun lot. at times. It's fun at times. It's fun all the time. Actually. They're, they're, they're just amazing. They really right. are. It's just they, gonna, there's only going to be a lot of drama. It's, it's, it's constant <laughs> fighting. It's constant breaking up. It's one upsmanship all day long. And, and you have yeah. to distribute the exact amount of cereal to the, to, to the same. And they have to save same number of apple slices and, it's it's just yep. even all the time. Um, so so, ten years. Where was your honeymoon? Where did you finally Boston. get to go? Boston. And what you what yeah, you do? What, which what I was... know is weird. 
most people go to like a beach or whatever. That's not us. We're like, I'm, I'm, we're both kind of history nerds. Um, and he, he had been to Boston when we first started dating, he always told me, I'm going to take you to Boston. I'm going to take you to Boston. And it never happened, never happened, never happened. And so finally, when we got married, I'm like, you're fucking taking me to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> and what'd you do? You, did so you we went, went to a Boston. Sox game? Uh, yeah, we went to a Sox game, which was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, it, it, it's a lot smaller. The ballpark's a lot smaller than I was expecting. It's very Tiny. small. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we did like the whole nerdy, like the ghost tour. Um, we rode the trolley system, which they have a really, if you've ever, if you've ever been to Boston, it's so dope. They have this amazing trolley, t- uh, tour system. So you can get, I think there's like 15 stops and you can get on and off. And there's like one at the, it'll pop by like every 10 or 15 minutes. And so you can like ride throughout the city. So you can get like a two or three day pass. And then you can just take that everywhere. And they'll give you like little, um, you know, like, like each driver has their own style and they'll tell you different history things about the city or whatever um so i highly recommend that it was so much fun we just did like the the nerdy like tours and all of that stuff and um obviously we went to the italian district and i ate my face off and drank my face off and um you know it was just you know that that that's really our our kind of a vacation like not that i don't love a beach but that's really that was just kind of more our style and you like the duck boat tour thing too everybody talks we about didn't the do duck that boat tour. no yeah, we saw them. I didn't, we didn't do it though. Um, yeah. We'll go back. We went back for our one year anniversary. We'll, I mean, we'll go back. We were thinking about going back since it's our 10 year. We we're thinking about going back in September, um, which September in Boston is beautiful. Highly recommended. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's you get so the nice. leaves changing and everything else. But, uh, but yeah, my brother actually lived up there for a little while. So, so I got up there pretty often for a bit. Uh, it's been several years since I've been up there. Savvy's up there. So you go up there and hang out with her yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. So that's really funny. So Boston, so Boston, that's that's definitely not a traditional honeymoon. Of course, you're not a traditional no. person, so that's not <laughs> really a surprise. Um, how how are you managing your time so that you can fit family and job and this and organizing activism, everything that we do, and how 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 are we doing this? Could I, I don't know. <laughs> We're, we we definitely have like like robot duplicates or something like how, yeah. how are you doing when this? i saw that when when you told me when that when that question came up and you were like how are you managing your time i just started laughing i'm like i'm not i'm <laughs> in a perpetual state of scramble um i'm constantly stressed out uh uh it's better now like uh it, it, when I was, when we just got through DC, but when I was organizing DC, uh, I was pretty much on my own. So, um, I was trying to, and, uh, I started organizing that months ago. Um, and then, uh, I just took the job at CNT like a month ago. So mm-hmm. like, as we're get like going into the home stretch of getting ready to go into DC, I took on a job, um, which was, you know, a whole other thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really manage my time that well and I'm always stressed out and I always feel like I'm not giving enough somewhere. And I think we all deal with that, you know, but we're all trying to figure out that balance. I haven't figured it out. I'd love it if somebody could teach me. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I'm constantly getting it that, that like most of the people you deal with, they don't have like families and what, you know, spouses and there's a lot of single people that have a lot more, disposable time like yeah but they're all working don't you get it they don't have like the chance of a two-income family and they've got to work all the time and then they're exhausted too and and then they've got lives and friends and things there this isn't what what most but we've got a whole group of amazing people in in our world and 
Yeah, yeah, we're all managing and finding the time, and it's it's pretty remarkable. Trying. And, and again, yeah, trying and, you know, and we're, we're dealing with the trolls and the haters occasionally, not very often here lately, and thank goodness for that. Um, oh, you want some of mine? No, well... <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. It's it's been it's been pretty cool lately. Um, yeah, we got, we got a lot of single dudes. I'm telling you, thirsty single dudes all over the place in in this space. We need to uh, we need some more women for sure. I'd love to get yes. some more single women and and some more women. I try to amplify a ton of of women streamers and women content creators, writers, uh, you name it. Um, so. Question, uh, my other question, have you always lived in Ohio? Because I know you live in Ohio now. Yes. Always lived in state, never lived anywhere else. Uh, favorite place outside of Boston to travel to anywhere? Because mm. I know you've been to D.C. You've been... I don't like D.C. Don't like D.C. No, we don't like D.C. No, I mean, I like going to D.C. because of what I'm going there to do. I like going there to do what I do. I like going there. I mean, that means I'm hanging out with my like the people that get it, which is always fun. But mm -hmm. D.C. is it feels dirty. It feels heavy. It feels dark. It's very negative. Um, it's a very oppressive feeling. I mean, I know that sounds kind of like you know, woo woo, but it really, I mean, as soon as you hit inside the beltway, you can feel it. You're just like, Oh, <laughs> you feel like you need a shower. Um, so I don't know. I think probably, I mean, I will probably never go there again because of the travel to get there sucked, but Hawaii was beautiful. Mm. Um, it really was. And I know that a lot of like right now, Hawaiians are really trying to push for people not to visit. So I wouldn't dare right now anyways, just because the indigenous Hawaiian people are asking, you know, the white folks to back off. So, um, I would honor that, but I will say that when we did go, it was years ago. Um, and we went to Maui and it was so beautiful. I did learn though, though, that I have, um, an allergy to Vogue, um, which is like the volcanic ash fog stuff that they get. Really? Uh, oh, I had, nice I didn't know it was out. a thing. I know I had no idea it was a thing and all of a sudden we're like it's like mid-afternoon and like my eyes start swelling up and my nose is all stuffy and I'm like what is happening to me and then the the guys at the hotel were like oh yeah you just need to go inside <laughs> you're fine and I'm like okay so I had to go hang out inside for the rest of the day and, and then I was fine uh but I didn't know that was a thing so I learned something new but yeah, yeah I would say Hawaii was probably it was I mean it was a bitch to get there but it was really beautiful yeah, do you have to fly through LA, San Francisco? What was your? Um, I think we went through Phoenix, and then I think I don't remember. Yeah, it's that been that can so be long. that can be a hell of a trip. Yeah, it was like from, sixteen from hours or something crazy. Wow. Yeah, with yeah, transfers and waiting for layovers and that yeah. kind of thing. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Lady, Lady, Lady Alex Sam in the chat over on Rockman says you haven't lived until you experienced the smelly New York City subways. Well, I have. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it's pretty nasty, and you don't really need need to experience. Well, it you can experience the rest of New York without getting in the subway for sure. Uh, but but thank you, Lady Alex Sam. We love you. We we appreciate your support. She's in all the streams, and I see her every day on Rockfin. She's in Slow News Day, and she she's one of the fans. She's she's one of us for sure um yeah so my favorite one of my favorite questions is what's the funniest job you've ever had i'm sure you've had a ton of different jobs you've done mm, funniest one i don't know if it's necessarily the funniest one but it was definitely the funniest experience because it only lasted an hour and 15 minutes um but i got hired <laughs> and i started working at mcdonald's during i don't know if you remember the uh the little beanie baby craze okay uh that was a mistake <laughs> They were swamped and they like, here I am this like 
16 year old kid uh and everybody's yelling at me to do this do that and I'm like dude it's my first day I just walked out I'm like I'm out of here they sent me a check for like I don't know six dollars and 84 cents or something like that and I was like I'm done with this so I don't know how funny that is necessarily as a job but that experience was pretty funny do you you have I haven't really had like a ton of jobs honestly no uh I mean I worked at a uh so this will date me incredibly but I worked at a pager place Okay. You guys remember pagers? Sure. Uh, so it was like a minute, like had was morphing into a cell phone joint when I uh, when I left. Um, and then I worked at Kmart. Oh, I will say, working at Kmart in the layaway department during Christmas. Oh, don't do it. Um, although I don't know if Kmart even exists I, anymore. I, I, I think uh, they just went out of business. We had one of the last Kmart's yeah. by me, and and they just closed their doors. I think like about six months or a year ago, they had like going out of business sales. So. Shut it all Yeah. Off, so, um, and then I worked in restaurants, um, multiple different restaurants. I was a restaurant person. I lo- honestly, I love restaurants. And if I didn't have kids and in particular, if I didn't have a child who, um, was on the spectrum and needed like a schedule, mm-hmm. uh, I would go back to restaurants in a heartbeat. It's so much fun. Oh my God. I love bartending so much. Can I just tell you, I worked at like a sports bar kind of joint, um, uh, bartending and I love sports and when you're a girl and you like sports and you're a bartender, you make so much money. Oh my God, you make <laughs> sure. so much money. All you gotta do is talk football. And I mean, you get so much money. So I, I, it's and ridiculous. I, and I think you can do that a little it. bit. Yeah, yeah you, I miss it. I miss it. I miss bit. it. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So again, that's uh that, that's awesome. So funny job. So you bartending see i didn't know that you were a bartender that, that you were in the restaurant mm-hmm. thing so so were you also like like serving and doing hostessing and back stuff yeah. also or like just mostly bar when i initially or... started so the first restaurant i ever worked at was a frishes which i don't even know if that exists anymore no not frishes i'm sorry a shoney's um which i don't know if that even exists anymore so i was a server there and then i went to frishes i was a server there uh, oh, no, 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 no. I lied. First restaurant I worked at was Bob Evans. I was a hostess at Bob Evans. That was oh, the wow, place okay. I didn't serve. It's the only place I didn't serve. Then I served at um, Shoney's. I served at Frisch's. And then I went to Olive Garden. I was a server there. And then that's where I made the initial transition to a bartender. So I was like a server and a bartender. I would do different shifts, multiple different shifts or whatever. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I went to the sports bar joint and uh, was a bartender there for a, a long time. Um, so yeah, I did a little bit of everything. I, I was a busser. Like there were times I would boss. I would, um, I cross trained in the kitchen for a little while. I thought I was going to go into management. So, um, yeah, it was fun. I I love the restaurant industry. I could totally see telling Misty that, that my food is not well done enough and seeing that reaction. (laughs) Like, like, (laughs) I don't know which character in waiting are you exactly? Like, I know you've seen that movie. You were in. Uh, I don't think in, so. You've never seen. I'm not a movie person. Oh my god. Okay. If you were in the restaurant, I don't watch a business, lot of movies. One of these days, I'll watch got, it. Waiting. I know. I, I never. It's called waiting. Talk about it. it's, it's older, right? Yeah. It's got Ryan Reynolds and Anna Faris, and okay. it's just a total take on the restaurant movie, and they all work at like a. I think Benigan's I have seen that, but it's been place. ages. I don't. Remember. It was. It, yeah. It's been a while. It, it's been quite a while, but. No, I'm really good in the restaurant. Like I'm. Uh, I'm. I mean, I don't. 
I guess I am tooting my own horn, but I'm like, I'm a really phenomenal server and bartender. Um, I, I, and I think it's because I have severe ADHD. Um, and so my brain, it's like controlled chaos. The restaurant industry is controlled chaos and mm-hmm. I thrive there. You know what I mean? Like my brain, it just like fires on all cylinders. And I just know, I instinctually know everything that's happening. I can remember everything that's going on. Um, and you know, it's, that's, that's just like where my brain loves to be, you know what I mean? In that controlled chaos kind of environment. Well, you're, you're living in a controlled chaos environment. So, uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about your controlled chaos environment a little bit now. So you, so started going on camera that's what i want to i want to hear about like how did you make the jump like into actually like were you a guest on some streams were you um i'm guessing that's kind of how it starts where somebody's like hey can you can you come on like even on a podcast where it's not even necessarily on camera and that's kind of kind of how it started i blame jimmy door well, I blame Jimmy Dore. Well, <laughs> so okay. the story is, um, I had been considering starting a show. Um, I had been kind of vacillating between doing politics or potentially, I'm a true crime nerd. I was going to do a true crime channel um, and cover true crime stuff, uh, which Jesse and I actually kind of morphed together. We were doing Facts Remain, which is just like a true crime episode that we were doing every Tuesday, which is on hiatus because we were, I'm trying to do the TNT thing and just get my schedule re, you know, uh, figured out. Um, but, uh, uh, so I had kind of I had been bouncing the ideas back and forth um, between my head in my head, um, and then the summer of 2019, I went to uh, Chicago to see Jimmy Dore in concert, um, and Andrew Smith and Taylor Hudak were both there, uh, and they had just started Action for Assange. So Action for Assange started on the heels of Unity for Jay, which was a long-running uh, online series that was dedicated to covering the Julian Assange case, um, and that they they shut that down, and so. Um, Andrew and Taylor decided that they wanted to continue, uh, you know, kind of pick up the mantle and continue that effort. Um, so they started Action for Assange. Um, and I had been mutuals with both of them on Twitter for a very long time. Uh, we were friends, we had talked, all of that good stuff. Um, so we were all in Chicago. They had decided to come to Chicago to, uh, they were handing out wristbands and um, they were, they had, uh, they were handing out signs. It was like kind of make the line outside of um, the Jimmy Dore show kind of a mini protest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I introduced myself to them and like, hi, good to meet you in person, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we ended up sitting next to each other at the Jimmy Dore show. I got drunk <laughs> and Andrew was like, you should come on the vigil. You should come on as a guest. It'd be so fun. And me being drunk, I'm like, yeah, I'll totally do that. Uh, and then I woke up and was sober and was like, fuck. I totally disagreed to be on somebody's show. Um, but I was like, okay, but I can, pro- I'll, I'll just, you know, I won't mention it. They'll just forget that I said it. It'll be fine. Well, if you have ever met Andrew Smith, that's not a thing. <laughs> He's very persistent. Um, so they had to bug me. He is. <laughs> he is. Um, uh, and so they had to bug me for a couple of months. Uh, and I was finally like, okay. And so I actually went back and looked because I was curious. I couldn't remember what day it was. Uh, it was August 28th, 2019 was my very first appearance on camera, uh, on the action for Assange vigil, um, which then morphed into, will you come back and be a guest again, which then morphed into, Hey, we really like you. Will you be a guest host? which then morphed into, hey, why don't you just be a permanent co-host, which mm-hmm. then morphed into now it's I'm kind of running it because Andrew's taking a break. So, is, yeah, I need to take uh, a break. And I'm I, you know, this is getting out of hand. Exactly. Can can we uh, yeah. can we go? Can, can you take over? And amazingly, you, you're yeah. doing that. So 
Yeah. I blame Jimmy Dore. <laughs> well, Jimmy Dore for having a show in Chicago three years ago. Okay, well, we always like yeah. to blame Jimmy Dore. It's all Jimmy Dore's fault. But then I'm again, it's see also, him tomorrow. It's all. It's also <laughs> and, in Andrew Smith's fault. What's that? Yes, it is. Jimmy Dore's going to be in Columbus tomorrow. I'm going to see him. Oh tomorrow. wow! So, oh, that's awesome. Are you gonna yeah. Are you gonna go on stage? Is he gonna put you on stage and do like do like a bit? Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Oh my God. I mean, nothing. I put nothing past him, but uh, I hope not. Well, <laughs> well, I, I I would love to to hear you get up on stage and talk a little bit about what happened in D.C. and and educate some of the people in the crowd about what's going on there. And what's happening on the twentieth as well, and what they can do to help for sure. But if if Jimmy Dore or going Steph to are listening, I am going to and remind him. Yes, I am going to text him tomorrow and remind him to talk about uh, Julian Assange because we went last year too, um, and it, it, we went for the first show, and he didn't mention Julian Assange in the first show. Um, so we went backstage uh, in between shows, and I'm like, you have to talk about Julian Assange, <laughs> like do it. And so uh, he he still wasn't doing. It. So finally, I just started yelling. My husband and I just started yelling from the crowd, free Assange. And finally we got, he finally did it. So um, nice. I'm going to text him tomorrow and be like, listen, I'm going to, don't make me yell at you again. Right. <laughs> don't like, make me heckle you. <laughs> like he was, he was at a thing. There was an Assange thing the same weekend. Like, yeah. And, and you got what's going on in the 20th and I think there's like a month and they're just going to keep kicking that can down the road. We know, but you yes. know, it's funny because my, my first appearance on a live stream, other than, you know, being a, guest on fault lines radio was uh was on on the vigil when, when i when andrew was asked it? me to be on the vigil so that's just kind He's of very persistent funny connection and tie <laughs> yes he is and that's awesome when i when i was asked to be, yeah, it was an honor and again I, all the amazing people that have been on that i was like shit where, where do we I have had up? some really oh my god awesome guests i mean i mean for this little tiny show that really i mean we're, we're hugely shadow banned it's really difficult for us to pick up subscribers on youtube i mean we do okay on rock then but it's really i mean they really anything i mean assange is in the title <laughs> we're right? screwed um but yeah, we've, I mean, had people like John Kiriakou and Bill Benny and David McBride and Kathy Vogan and uh, Stefania Maruzzi and like all kinds of just amazing. Whitney guests. Webb like it's still and, and mind. Pas Juan Passarelli. And I mean, like, like, yes. you know, oh, the, the, the also, you know, the amazing tea. Oh, there's Mona in the chat. Mona, welcome. I love you, Mona. Mona. Hi, Mona. Mona is the Michael Phelps of girlfriends. Oh, well, she it. she is she's amazing. She's she's the, <laughs> the she's the Michael Phelps of everything of supporters of moms of daughters. She's incredible. Just I can't I can't rave yeah. enough about that woman. I love Mona. And she introduced me to so many people. If it weren't for her, I wouldn't probably be doing a lot of this stuff either. Um, so again, like you've been doing action for Assange. You did the billboards for Assange. Okay, so. Mm -hmm. Uh, for people who don't know, t tell everybody about like that whole campaign and, and are you still doing that? Is that still going on? So that... Daniel's been doing it in um, North Carolina. Daniel DeCedar, my dear friend, who is an amazing orga organizer and activist who doesn't get near the credit that he deserves or recognition that he deserves. He's very kind of quiet behind the scenes, um, but he's been doing it in North Carolina. I did it here in Columbus for, I don't know, probably about six months or so. Mm -hmm. um, it was hugely successful. Um, it was last summer-ish, uh, spring, summer-ish. Um, I'm going to pick it up again. I think uh, moving into this fall, uh, I, I really, really, really want to get some, uh, at least one billboard up around the Ohio State football stadium, uh, the shoe. Um, that's a mass, like just massive. Oh yeah. Right by Ohio state. Of thousands of people. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I know where. I know yeah. where. So as, I would as, love as to get say, sports. Yes, I used to be a yeah. sports junkie at one point before I got into really into politics. <laughs> yeah, I'm still. I'm not. I'm not really a sports junkie. I'm a college football junkie, kind of. I've always kind of been since I turned 18. So my dad died, and my dad loved Ohio State. Mm. Um, and so I had never. I didn't really care about football. And but then when he died, it was like it was like that weird thing that it kind of makes you. It, I know it sounds dumb, but it makes you feel close to that person. It's your link. Sure. Um. So yeah, I mean, it was just something that I kind of picked up on. It just made me feel close to my dad, and I got like really obsessive about it i've cooled out a lot since i had kids uh there for a while i mean i was a walking talking like espn episode you know what i mean like i knew all of the statistics i knew every i knew the score to every game and i knew who played what position and I, I mean i knew it all um and i can't really my kids won't allow that kind of time plus my i mean what i do now I, <laughs> there's no way i'd have enough time uh to you know put that much energy into it um, but i still do love watching college football it's a lot of fun um, and it's, you know, it's kind of one of those, I think we all have our vices, those things that we need to like distract us away from this. Cause it gets very dark and depressing. And that's just one of mine. Yeah. Reef, Reef but keeps yeah, yelling at me. I want to pick the billboards back up. Reef keeps yelling at me that I need to find something away from this. And I, I, I can't oh. figure that out. Cause I keep running back to this and it's just, I know, I, I know. And, and it's like, Hey, let's do it. Let's do another show. Hey, Jesse jet. What you want to, you want to do a new show? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have to start saying like, Hey guys, uh, plates a little bit full right now. Like, uh, you know, uh, but I, I, I it's just so hard because you want to, you want to, you want to help everybody. You want to, you want to do it all. You, you feel terrible when, you know, it's, it's hard, but you know, the, there's only so much we can all do. And it's, it's, it is. My kid it's... just yelled at me because today I had, obviously I had my show today from three to six. And then at right. 630, I was on with Compton J and mm-hmm. Nick from RBN. And then I'm doing this and my kid's like, dude, you have a lot of shows. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, I know do. my kids too. I can't, I can't help it. I mean, I can, but I can't, it's, I know. you know, it's when people ask me to do things, I have a really difficult time saying no, you know what I'm saying? Especially if it's somebody that wants to talk to me about Julian Assange forget it i can't there's i won't say no i won't say no if somebody wants to talk about julian assange and give it coverage i'm there show me right. when do i su- where when when <laughs> tell me when you know what i mean well, so that's hard well, n- n- now we know that. your hook but you better you you better actually do it or you, you're gonna be you're gonna have to deal with misty and you don't want to have to deal with that because because yeah. we see we see the rough side of misty and we don't yeah, I don't like. I've never really seen the rough side of Missy. I just hear about the rough side of this because I know better, and and there's no People reason think to. I'm super mean. I'm and, not. Like we were just talking about. Uh, this that's in funny. DC. You have this Fiorella. reputation, right? You have this reputation for oh my, oh my god. But uh, I'm not mean. I mean, no. I am kind of so, to pe- certain people. Yeah, I can no, be. you 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 have you have an edge, and you 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 smell bullshit like immediately, and it's it and it's genuine and if you're not bringing genuine to the table you're not going to last very long in misty circle and she's going to sniff that out fast no. that's just been what i've seen um yeah but, I'm but not, i like, also unreasonable see, i don't think no but again you know this raging bitch you know what i mean so again ha- i'm sure you know ha- having a daughter on the spectrum march for medicare for all and, and, the, and you know medicare for all health care for all is is a is a thing that's near and dear to your heart uh again for all not just for people who have children right. on the spectrum but services available to all including uh, special needs including disabled including services that aren't being made available right now exclusionary stuff that's happening 
And again, I see you out there fighting for parents. I see you fighting out there fighting for uh, for everyone, for for kids, for disabled people, for anyone that you know. That it's it's just amazing to to see you line up again, kind of like me. It's like. Where, where do you want me? You know, like, okay, there's a thing, there's a stream, there's a, we're going to do an, an event, we're going to do a, a three-day online summit. Okay, what do I need to do? This it, It's awesome. Uh, and, and again, I, I love it that you're there in game for all of that in spite of everything. And and like, do you do you get the kids involved in this at all? Like, how, how involved, how much do they know about, like, what you do and um they know a lot yeah <laughs> I mean I don't know if you saw my tweet the other day my kid blew me away this past week um she had a like a social studies project where they're doing like cultural like you know what I mean just like pick a country and then you have to like do a little presentation about the culture or whatever and she chose Russia um and she was telling me this after mm. school and and she was like yeah we have this project I had to choose a country and I'm like well what country did you choose and she's like Russia and I instantly was kind of like oh <laughs> and she was like yeah and the other kids in the class were like why would you choose russia and right. i just told them listen you don't know anything about russia you just know what the media wants you to know and i was like yes this is my kid and then she goes on to explain to me i was blown away i mean in 11 year old words like she didn't know what the donbass region was called she didn't know what the minanku was called um you know but she was sitting there like describing to me yeah but eight years ago you know we uh, overthrew their government and then they've been killing a bunch of people like she like rattling off all these things that i had no idea that she knew um <laughs> but then i was like how do i'm like mind blown I'm, my husband was down like where i am now we were upstairs um and he was playing video games down here and i'm like yeah i'm like, did you just hear her? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, how do you know all this stuff? And she tells me, because we live in a split level. So I'm on like the ground, ground level, I guess. Right. There's stairs right there that go up to my living room. And so it's like around a corner. But she said, um, sometimes when you're on your shows, I'll come and I'll sit on the stairs and listen. And I had no idea she did that. Um, so, <sighs> I mean, she, she's listening to me. Um, but they're, I mean, they know, um, I, I mean, I don't talk to them about stuff too much because that's a lot for kids it's heavy stuff i um, mean like yeah it's yeah how, how much do you do you say and how what do you it's i mean it's i don't lie to, to figure out yeah i don't lie i'm very open if they ask questions i'm very i mean my oldest is kind of i mean she doesn't really care <laughs> you know what i mean it's not her thing uh so uh she doesn't know probably as much um she might surprise me i don't know but my youngest is very in tune like she's very um she's pretty aware she knows who julian assange is she knows why he's in jail um she knows who chelsea manning is she we uh when i got my jeep a couple years ago uh she's the one that uh, decided we should my jeep's name is chelsea after chelsea manning <laughs> and that was because my kids said we should name her chelsea um so yeah i mean my 11 year old especially is uh very aware um i don't take them to protests or anything like that um you know especially my oldest she has a lot of sensory issues she can't handle that kind of noise and the crowd and all of that stuff um mm. i mean glory jones on a megaphone would not be a good time for her uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would not be a good time yeah for her. Um, yeah but yeah, N-A-T-O, my, my youngest right? is pretty aware. How yeah. do you spell? How do you spell terrorist? N A T O. N A T O. Shout out to Glory Jones. And you know what? I I have to apologize to to Glory in in advance because in all the descriptions and everything I wrote, I completely left out free the truth. Holy crap! Oh. That's yet another well, we're show not that really you doing do. that. 
Holy shit. Well, no, because not really, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's think right. about this. We've got Action for Assange. Okay. We've got Facts on the Ground. We've got MCSC. We got Bitch with Comrade Misty. We've got TNT Radio. Okay. And yeah, so I think I think that truth. covers all of it. And then also, of course, Free the Truth, whenever it decides to come back. Um, I, we I may bring it back. We may, we may move it to MCSE, though. I think we're going to move it to MCSE. Um, and keep it in-house i think that, uh, i, I, I think just that it, like it just sense. yeah well i mean just starting the tnt thing i mean that's 15 hours a week and that's not including all the time it takes to book and prep and research and all of that stuff so i was just trying to get and honestly i was worried mm-hmm. about my voice first starting off because talking for 15 hours a week um may not seem like a lot but it's a lot uh so i was kind of worried about my voice and stuff but now that i got through dc um uh and i can kind of get my schedule you know kind of calm down a little bit uh we'll probably start picking up some of those shows again well it's not just 15 hours a week okay it's 15 hours a week plus like six hours a week of vigils and uh three hours a week of bitch and and two and a half hours a week of facts on the ground all right or facts on friday <laughs> yeah if you do facts yeah, on friday some of these shows are technically technically facts on friday is part of facts on the ground like i don't even know the FOTG yeah. like is like a channel of different shows of you and Jesse. Sometimes it's you, sometimes yeah. it's Jesse. For people who don't know, go sign up for those show for those channels. Amazing. Okay. They're on Rockfin. They're on YouTube. I've got all their links in the description uh on all the different channels. Uh they do post on you on Twitter, but only I think like when they go live or when there's a video. I think that's about the only time We're that I really see bad them. about that. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> uh and, and that's something I, I definitely want to get talk talk to you about at some point is how to how do we help organize your digital life a little bit better um and, and we'll we'll work on that because I, I you know again your bitch channel like when i go to the home page of your bitch channel it says there's no content i know there's no i don't know content. what happened like no content everybody keeps telling me i need to fix it ah, and i no just content. don't care and then, and then I have if to, you like, go to videos though yes if you go to videos you can find all the stuff you have to switch tabs but for the for the average layperson that doesn't necessarily go to the second tab, we got to make sure that they see what what they're supposed to see. There can be a trailer. It's and been they, that you know, way for ages. We got to hype up. We got to hype up Misty. Come on. We this, this oh, is this, this. I don't know is, about all that. This is this is my this is my area of expertise. You know that. And 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 Nico's too to his to his credit. And shout out I know to Nico. Nico gets and, really mad. Because <laughs> I, I don't like, like my titles are a shit and I don't I'm terrible at self-promotion. Like if you want me to promote like something you're doing or something Reef's doing or something that Nico's doing, I'm the best hype guy ever. But if you want me to hype my own stuff, I don't do that. Robbie Yeager. It's it's very yeah, I'll, I'll hype Robbie all day long. We got I need to get a war Robbie. Up. I'm trying to get him on TNT and he's uh he's been kind of uh, off the grid for a while. So I mean, yeah, yep, but yep. yeah. We've been, yeah, uh, we've been shout, out, shout out to Robbie. If you're watching, I sent him a link to the stream. Much love. We love you. Robbie receipts. Yes. Robbie receipts. One of the best, one of the best out there. Lo- love that dude. Yes. But, uh, so, so bitch just started like, like literally I remember you were like, I just want to have a show <laughs> where I can just have an outlet to complain and talk about whatever I want to talk about. And it's just my show and that's it. And that's bitch. I was yeah. like, that is the perfect perfect name for for what you want to do and yeah that, that could not be better so uh and that started what about about a year ago uh ish i don't remember 
Um, but yeah, that came about really fast. Like that was like within 36 hours of me mentioning it, there was a show. Um, uh, and that was, I mean, I had been, we had joked about it for a long time because, um, you know, like the MCSC crew always jokes because I'm really good at making friends. (laughs) because I'm mean, you know, like everything's I'm mean. So, you know, it was a thing. And then, so then I I was like, I'm going to, because I criticize everybody's favorite politicians. And they were like, you should do a show called fuck your faves with comrade Misty. Um, because I was just, yeah, I was tearing down everybody's favorite politicians and everybody hated me for it for years. Like those, those same people are now also criticizing those politicians, but for years people hated me for doing it. Um, so that was like a whole thing within, it was like an inside joke on in, in the MCSC crew. Um, and then, uh, I forget what it was. I was just on Twitter one day joking about it. Um, and then sleepy Josh was like, who's our tech ninja. Who's an amazing tech ninja. Um, I could not Josh. do any of the things I've done so far without sleepy Josh. He's my hero um he's awesome uh and he was like yeah I can do that on Wednesdays at seven and I'm like really you can do it and this is like on a Monday and I'm like okay and and then it was like uh you know well here's the name and here's a logo and okay we have a show it was like boom 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 36 hours here's a show it was very uh organic and fast and um it's a lot of fun it's therapy oh it's it's (laughs) it's it's been so much fun I you know, the, the whole INN crew went on about six, eight weeks ago. Yeah, shout out Sleepy Josh. Everybody buy him a cup of coffee. Yes. However it is, cash yes. app him if, if you can't. Because I think buy me a coffee it's, now. Um, it's like you have to have Stripe or something else. But but it's, it's, oh, it's, wait, at, on, it's on, at on buy me a coffee? Bort you or something. It's, uh, no, I think it's just Bort. I think, hold on. Buy me a coffee just, slash yeah. Bort. It's buy me a coffee Bort. Slash Bort. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely shout, shout out to, to the engineers and the tech guys. You know, again, yeah. this wouldn't be happening right now. You wouldn't see a bird. You wouldn't see a, a spectralizer. You wouldn't see this setup at all without Reef. Um, I was I was just doing a basic bitch restream thing uh, where I was using their online platform thing. I didn't have a camera turned on or just barely a logo. And, you, you know, I'm like, I don't know if I really want to do this, like, streaming thing if I'm not going to have some kind of pre- – he's like, well, we can make this thing bounce at least. And we're going to work on, like, more more of an animation or something, at least until I'm ready to, to really put my face on camera like I'm doing for you. And there's, there's really yeah. – it, it's getting get to it. a point where I'm, I'm just getting ready for that. And uh, I'm having so much fun with this. And, and there's such a great community of people. I just, you know, it's it, it's much more of a one-to-one connection, I know, if, if, if they could see me on camera and versus looking at, at the bird and plus – I think probably things would take off a lot faster if, if I was there. But uh, again, this has never been about me. This is about elevating everybody else, though I want to elevate the platform so that everybody else can grow uh, uh, as well. Yeah. And we all grow together. And, and that that's the whole idea. I get it. So, Putting yourself out there publicly is a lot. And and family, <laughs> you know, look, you know, it, it opens yeah. your family up and all kinds, you know, dude, there's all kinds my of trolls- weirdos out there. My trolls have pictures of my kids. They hacked into my Instagram account and got pictures oh my of my God. kids. They have pictures of my husband that they will regularly tweet out. Um, you know, yeah, they're psychopaths. They're and they're you know insanely obsessed. Like I'm just some chick from Ohio, and they're obsessed with everything I tweet, with every move I make, with every word I say. They're probably watching right now. Hi guys, please buy a plant. <laughs> Hi haters, um, uh, just yeah, keep watching. There's really... there's a lot more coming. <laughs> they're really pathetic but yeah i mean that's you're opening yourself up to that kind of stuff so you have to just be mindful of that it is a lot to take on yeah yep uh yes it is um so uh, that's one of the reasons why again the whole reason behind this is all 
I just got into to, to share some links. That's all I wanted to do. And and yeah. now, yeah, I mean, hell, I'm uh, I'm doing streams and shows and networks and it's it's well beyond anything I could have ever imagined. And I love it to death and I can't get enough. And it's it's amazing. And the people are why, why I do this and the voices and challenging imperialism and capitalism and the narrative management that we talk about every day. Uh, and let's talk about some of the other people that do that. So I want to give a chance to shout out some of our favorite news outlets and and writers like we talk about we you know we geeked out on your radio show i've been on misty's radio show twice already i love it and actually helping her book so if anybody wants to go on misty's radio show you got an hour that you, that you got and some stuff you want to talk about give me a shout and let, let's see if we can set something up but um but the, in the last hour that we were on we were talking specifically about uh narrative management we were talking about platforms we were talking about uh so many different uh things and but especially again censorship and what's happening out there on twitter what's happening out there on youtube and the fact that we're on all these different places because we're worried that somebody doesn't want us to want to hear our message and um and again we it's it's so important to challenge all this stuff because the yeah especially now um with with they're trying to stoke a war now on two continents uh, we're now we're now hearing Taiwan saber rattling again, and oh, Middle we got East shit going on in Korea. <laughs> yeah, Middle East, of course. China. You know, yeah. Israel was bombing Syria again. Uh, was bombing Gaza today. I saw Richard Menhurst was reporting on and sending sharing video. So yeah. we're still fucking with Africa. And, still, and the I mean, bombs yes. keep falling, and the military industrial complex keeps ro keeps on rolling. And again. What, unchallenged unchecked and unchallenged there's not not enough places that are talking about this uh outside of our bubble and they keep pushing this out and again you know look i i don't know what the you know i think we all need to kind of pull together we need to first i think start a roku channel i think that's one of the things that we can we can do and i'm going to be talking to some of the other uh network people about about pulling our resources together and putting some of our best of content and figuring out getting an engineer or two to help us navigate how do we get some of the shows that are on there onto other roku streaming devices amazon devices etc and putting out an ott type of app that people could download and put on their tvs because i think that that's one of the things that that we're missing out on is is that yeah. connection to those devices and it, it's it's not that much money but of course you know you're talking about companies that have endless budgets and yeah we've got to play on their platforms to a point the other thing steve always talks about and shout out to slow news day he thought he thought of it six weeks before we did already but we need to create our own servers and we need to be doing our own streaming to our own platforms that's really a sleepy josh own, that's a well, shout out to sleepy josh not well, shout steve. out to sleepy josh also well again we yeah. are streaming this live on to independent left.news and we are other than Restream, who could potentially shut us down, but we we couldn't be censored by YouTube. We couldn't be censored by any platform. We are free to say whatever we want on this uh, on this stream, on that website, and and that's a really freeing thing for sure. And we should all be able to do that on every platform as long as we're not, you know, inciting hate speech, whatever, you know, and 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 calling for violence, which we're which we not all which we're. We're quite anti-violence. We're anti-anti-anti-imperialism. Uh, so, 
And we're also anti-locking up journalists, damn it. So Yes. So stop doing that. Yes. Uh free Daniel <laughs> Hale, free Julian Assange, free Mumia, free yeah. them all. I mean Yes. All of them. <sighs> all political prisoners should be freed today. Hell yeah. This shouldn't even be up for debate. And I know it's weird to me that I have to fight so hard to get people to care about it. To even but acknowledge that it's happening. I mean, again, yeah. the narrative management is so thick that they've got I saw it today, Malcolm Nance going and signing up to no. go and fight alongside Nazis. Good job, dude. <sighs> Good job. Good job, douche canoe. You're doing it. Such a tool. Oh, my God. Take yes. Sean Penn with you. Yes, Take every shit bones. lib who yes, stands with Ukraine. Take them all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Take them well, all. Well, uh, hey, I, I would say that to put your money where your mouth is, for sure. Uh, so I, at least I will say that. But, man, you want to talk about <laughs> the bootlicker extraordinaire. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've we, we've got some some hellos in the chat. Uh, we we've got Uncle Warren extra booyah in the chat. He's saying hi, Yay. Mindy. Everybody's saying hi, Mindy. Reefers out there, of course, and laws four five six and a variant. We got about about twenty people in chat uh, on restream. That's across all our channels, and then we've got a few people. Cy Lawson, how are you? He's here over on on Rockfin. Cynical girl, and she's of course our big Jesse Sick. Jets. Cynic's awesome. We love her. Yeah. And uh, again, just the whole fan. Nicole. Nicole's actually one of the volunteers that helps make Indie Left uh, a go. She posts uh, to Instagram uh, the the updates every day, and we love her and appreciate her and and all the time that she puts in. And she's she's also a friend, and she's trying to do some stand up comedy. So if you're in the Sacramento area, definitely uh, check her out. She does some open mic stuff, and she's been posting it up on Twitch or somewhere. I don't know where she is right now. Hi, Mindy from Rose Climb Paint. That's that's uh, what she is on uh, online. But yeah, she's awesome. Uh, so so again, thank you and shout out to to, uh, to, to Nicole Rose for being here. Um, and again, for everything you do. So many, again, look at what's happened to Richard Medhurst the last six weeks, eight weeks. I'm so happy for him. It's about damn time. About damn time. What happened? Wait, what happened to Richard Medhurst? So his YouTube channel's gone over 100,000 subscribers. He's oh, like, okay, good. In a good way. No, only good stuff happened to him. Uh, his Telegram okay. channel is 3,000. His live streams are, are over 1,000 per show. Like, all of a sudden, everybody finally woke up and started paying attention to what we knew already. Now, they're paying attention because of what he's reporting on, on the war, and he's so clearly, you know, talking, speaking out against what's actually happening and providing that counter-narrative. I mean, so such a strong... So, such a strong voice on out there. So again, big big shout out to friend friend of the show, Rich Medhurst. Um, so again, some of the people that I would love to learn about the you your conversations with Alan McLeod and Whitney Webb. I know you've had both of them on the vigils, correct? So so um, I think Whitney. I don't think I was hosting when uh, Whitney was on the vigil, but we did have we had a. I don't know if you saw on facts, we had a monster panel. That's on COVID. right, you did. Holy shit, that was great. That was, I still can't believe, like, I still can't believe I actually participated in that. <laughs> like, it was like an out-of-body experience. Uh, but that was like some heavy hitters on one panel. Uh, and Whitney was on that one. Um, I've actually reached out to her to come on the radio show, but she just had a baby. She's trying to write the Epstein book. 
um, all that stuff. So she's pretty packed, uh, yep. pretty booked until I think she said like May, June ish. Uh, she might be able to uh, to make something happen. Um, but yeah, uh, Whitney is uh, fantastic. One of the most sourced journalists I think I've ever read. I mean, she's everything amazing. is impeccably sourced. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And she's an encyclopedia. She's got, yes, she's, a she's intimidating. Connector. There, there, there are some people that I am, uh, like I'm, I'm very weird. Like I, I, I will get in my head that I'm like intimidated by a person and I'm like scared to talk to them. And she's one of those people. Vanessa Bealey is another one. I'm super, like I'm friends with Vanessa Bealey, but every time I talk to her, I get like really nervous. Um, and when she was on my, uh, radio show the last time she, I was, I was like, you know, I get so nervous. And she's like, I don't know why we're friends. And I'm like, I don't know. Cause I'm like, I respect you. And I don't want to say something that can sound stupid. And she's like, well, we're all stupid. And I'm like, okay uh okay uh but yeah like i just get really i get really intimidated by people that i have a lot of respect for ryan christian's another one i got really he was on my show i got really intimidated by him too alan mcleod was fantastic he was so nice uh he was great i can't i mean i would love to have him on the tnt show um i need to reach out to him and see if he'd be interested in coming on but yeah he was fantastic he's a really fan like just awesome journalist who's working right now um it, it, it gives and encourages me to see people like alan mcleod and muhammad almazi kevin gastola you know max blumenthal mm -hmm. there's a lot of really amazing journalists still out there still doing the work uh we just need more of them Absolutely. You know, uh, we've got well, we've got a couple working over at Indie News Network right now. Uh, we've got the dissident and he's been writing some fire stuff, really well sourced stuff. And he's pulling in from Gray Zone and from all the different outlets to, to write a sourced article about what's happening in Ukraine narrative management. We actually co-wrote one together. And then, uh, of course, the wonderful and she was in chat earlier. I don't know if she's still watching Tara Reid. Hi, Tara. And Tara's Tara! Tara's now doing Tara's now doing live streams also Tara. on her new Rockfin channel. Congratulations. We're all helping her out. We're rallying around her on INN after Tara's RT. gonna be a regular guest on my radio show on Fridays at four. Yay. She's gonna be every Friday. I'm so excited. I know. So well excited. that's that's a good way to, to close out the week. Uh you know, on on Friday afternoons for sure. I love talking to her. She's so insightful and thoughtful, and she's always focused on solutions, which I'm a cynic. So I need, like, she's a great, like, uh, juxtaposition to me because I'm always very cynical and negative. And then she's like, but let's talk about solutions. And I'm like, I love you. Like, yeah. I need that. I need somebody like that. So she's like the, she's the great, like, polar opposite of me. And she's also really well sourced. I mean. Yeah. She's very and she's smart. well resourced she on top of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, you know, in, in that community, she's been in it for a little while and she's kind of had to go through the ringer, you know, and we've, again, she needs people to rally around her. We're there for her and, and we need more people. Again, anybody who's, a, who's a fan, a supporter of Tara, you know, go, go give her a follow on the, on the Rockfin channel. Go give her a, a, a subscribe on her sub stack. Uh, she's got Patreon now as well. By all means, uh, go to link, linktr.ee slash Tara Reed with an E at the end. And, and by all means support our sister and, uh, and she can use everybody's help while she's getting herself going. Uh, uh, and, and again, we're just so happy that, that to help her and to be able to help her. RT, you know, the, the sanctions effectively ended her, her business with RT. And here she is trying to figure this out. And she has to figure out, like, how do I podcast? How do I stream? All this stuff was done for her. So we, we're putting a team together so that, that she can keep doing what she's doing and and grow and... She's already done some amazing interviews 
Uh, I'm sure there will be a, a stream with Misty coming up in the near future on her there channel. There better be. <laughs> well, Tara, yeah, we better make that happen. Um, but yeah, I know that Tara. she's, she's well, she had one with Fiorella, and she's had one with Lee Camp and Caleb Maupin. I think she's going through some of the RT friends. Uh, uh, Rachel Blevins, I think, is on is on the, the docket. But I know uh, this oh, week she's... Rachel. Tomorrow she's got one with uh, Ruben. I can't remember his name, but he's like a, a UFO extraterrestrial guy. Really interesting Ooh. cat. Um, really well known. Um, and then uh, so she's working on podcasts on Friday, live streams on Tuesday. So many different things are happening. Um, and. and Again, we've got to get you on. Again, I'm so happy to finally have you on Friends of Indie Left. So, again, thank you for coming on. This is, everybody can see on there, Friends of Indie Left. And uh, and so we've got Action Personage, Bitch, TNT Radio. So how did the TN? So Jesse was doing TNT Radio. How did that happen? Okay, so Rick Munn, who is a fantastic uh, dude, um, he's uh, Irish and he has the best accent. Sleepy Josh and I just like swoon over his voice all the time. He has the <laughs> best voice. Um, uh, but he's this just really awesome guy uh, who um, started making videos around the start of COVID. Uh, he you know, was an early skeptic and just started making these videos or whatever, just kind of questioning the narratives. Um, and, uh, you know, just started that way. It was just like making, seriously, just like making these kind of, like he calls them these weird, creepy videos, like in, in the middle of the night in his car, you know what I mean? Uh, and people really started to catch on because he's very, I mean, he is really, really, really smart, very insightful. He really gets it. Um, and so uh, at, at some point, uh, at the beginning of TNT or before TNT started, somebody had reached out to him and said, Hey, we're going to do this radio show. You know, we want you to be on it. And Rick was like, yeah, okay, sure. Whatever. Uh, and then they actually did start the radio, uh, the network. Um, and Mike Ryan, who is the, uh, kind of our head honcho over at TNT, uh, reached out to Rick Munn. Rick thought it was a joke at first, uh, but it was legit. Um, and so he gave Rick a show uh, that's on super early in the morning here in the States. I don't remember what time exactly, but it's really early. When I used to be on his show, I, I think I, I think I would be on from like 5 to 6 a.m. or something like that. Super brutal. Um, but he had his own show. Uh, and then Mike was, uh, you know, searching around, trying to find other hosts. And Rick had been on Facts on the Ground. He was part of that power panel that we just talked about, the COVID panel. Right. Um, he had been on our show. Uh, we were friends. I mean, fast friends. Like the minute Jesse and I met him, we were all three of us were just fast friends. Um, and so uh, it started off. Uh, he had asked both of us to come on his show. We both made appearances. Um, Jesse was doing uh, every Monday on his show uh, and then Mike was looking for other hosts and Rick uh, suggested both of us um, and then Mike listened to our stuff and then reached out to me and said that he really liked what I did and wanted to know if I wanted to do my own show offered me three hours. Um, I was a little hesitant because three hours is a lot. <laughs> so I was a little a hesitant but I'm like ah fuck it we're gonna give it a go. Um, so uh, yeah that's I mean that's just really how it started and I've been doing it ever since it was very and quick. Uh, like I had the offer and like four days later was my first show. <laughs> and what, and what do they like give you as far as support for your show? I mean, other than they give you a platform, right. And so do you like just dial in and you have your guest dial into it, to a zoom basically. And yeah. Yeah. They use uh, it's, I think it's called Comrex or something like that, but, uh, my producer just, uh, sends me a link every day and I just, uh, they, I have a producer, they deal with connecting my guests and all of that stuff, checking their audio. Um, so all I have to do is just sign in every day, uh, and then just do the show. Um, there's one person who 
has been helping me. She's helped me a few times with booking some guests, not a lot, not as much as I need, honestly. Um, uh, especially, I think I'll be okay. Uh, like getting through DC, I think was huge. Like that was very overwhelming trying to do all of that mm-hmm. <laughs> and book guests and prepare and all of that stuff. So, um, now I think as I kind of get out of that and like moving into next week, I think it'll be a little bit easier, a little bit less stressful. Um, but booking 15 people a week is really hard. Yeah, it is. (laughs) I don't mean I'm not complaining. I'm very lucky to have the job that I have. I'm very lucky to do what I do, but it is, it is very overwhelming to try to find 15 different people, uh, to fill 15 different time slots. And you have to deal with different time zones and making sure that you are, you know, communicating properly with the people in different time zones which time that they're on and then you have to I mean it's it's a lot um so that's been really you've been unbelievably helpful I cannot tell you how grateful I am to you uh for all of the help that you've given me in booking over the last couple of weeks um because it has been super overwhelming just with um you know trying to finalize DC and then get through DC and all of that stuff um but yeah I mean it's it's still good it's uh it's a good kind of stress I guess um you know uh I need to, I would really like to start getting booked out a little bit in advance. So I'm not scrambling last or I don't feel like I'm scrambling last minute. Uh, Cause that's really, I mean, when it's like the day before and you don't have somebody for a time slot and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm not going to get anybody, which isn't a huge deal. Um, if I don't find somebody, they can, uh, they've told me we can just do a replay. Like, don't, it's not that big of a deal. We'd like you to fill your spots, but you know, we can always just replay a show, but I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like I would like to be able to fill all my spots and have conversations with people. So um, yeah, I mean, it's stressful, but it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm getting to talk to some really cool people. Uh, which is yeah. super amazing. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. I really like it. And can they? Can you like do the hour yourself if you wanted to? Just say, you know what? I'm just gonna not have a guest for this hour, and I'm just gonna talk and share my stuff. And basically, if I'll I be the guest. To. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I-, I mean, I can if I want to. I don't know if I could do. I mean, I'm sure I could. I could talk about. Uh, I will say that like the second day, I had Jimmy Jimmy Door Jimmy Door. Came Jimmy on my Dore. show like the second day. Super generous of him. Uh, but Jimmy Dore. We, uh, thank you, Jimmy Dore. Yeah. Yes, You're not just to blame for, for Misty. You're um, also a big supporter and we, we love you for it. Thank you. No, he is. Um, he takes a lot of shit. I, I will tell you that he is one of the nicest people uh, in real life. Like he is very generous, uh, very kind, very friendly. Uh, he's a very nice guy. Um, so yeah, but he came on, uh, but I had screwed up the time zones as we were just talking about that. I screwed up time zones. He's Pacific time. I'm Eastern. I said, uh, 3 PM. Uh, he thought that meant his time. Uh, and it wasn't. And so he was still was like, okay, I can, I can still come on, but I can only do 30 minutes. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I had to fill 30 minutes myself. Uh, okay. and I just talked about Julian Assange. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could do that forever. So it was fine. I mean, it was fine, but yeah, it was a little bit stressful because, uh, <sighs> screwed up the time zones, but yeah, we worked it out. It was cool. That's really cool. Again, it's really cool that he came on to be supportive. Uh, again, you're going to see him. It's, you said tomorrow in Columbus, he's going to be out there. That's yep. Awesome. He's at the funny bone tomorrow. So, um, I'll text him tomorrow and then, uh, head up to the show. Uh, okay. I'm going to leave right after my radio show wraps because the show starts at 730. So I'm going to as soon as like six o'clock, my mom knows she has to be here to watch my kids. Soon as I get off the air, I'm getting out of this chair and we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, funny bone, single tickets better be available or Jimmy's going to rip your shit. Let's just tell you right now. Uh, yes, we have we, we are fans and we do watch and we do listen. So. 
Uh, yeah, that, that yeah. Man, man, did he go off on those dudes at the like improv in the Houston last week? Holy yeah, shit. Like 45 minutes. That was great. I was listening was to that like, on the podcast. Now, I, I don't yeah. normally watch the live streams. I usually listen to the podcast afterwards, and I listen at one and a half times speed. And if you listen to him flip out at one and a half <laughs> times speed for that whole thing, he was just, uh, it was just like, okay, enough about the it single so tickets, funny. dude. I get it. Yeah, they're going to fix the thing. Yeah, we get it. It was so single funny, ticket. though. Oh, it, it, it just, it so like fun. ruined Like, it, I was listening. I was listening to it as I was getting ready for my show. Um, so I was up in my bathroom. Uh, I just got out of the shower. I was listening, you know, get like doing, dry my hair, whatever. My husband comes in, he was going to get ready for work. And he was like, what the hell is he pissed off about? <laughs> I'm like, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I single tickets. <laughs> Improv, Houston, new was, kids, somebody's nephew. Was, I don't know. <laughs> it was great. I was dying. Was yep. Good. He he has some world class freakouts. That, that that was a good one for sure. Yeah, um, that was good. So let's see. We got we got boosting Robbie Yeager, and that was one of the things where you and I first started connecting. I think was last year you were Our doing something for love. Earth Day, and and you were yeah. like, hey, you know, I noticed that you had been an amazing champion for Robbie and his research and his work with regard to the colonial pipeline spill. And again, I can't give enough shout out and props to this man for all that he does and all that he puts in. He's also part of the autism community. Uh, he's a dad. Yes. He's a full-time employee. He is an impeccable researcher who follows the money. Does he really? Just, wow. Amazing. Amazing. Jobs, dude. A kid. Yeah. And, and he, <laughs> figured out what was going on with this pipeline and just has stayed on it. Now, I haven't seen any reports on it in a while. Every time there's there's a new ruling or a new thing where they try to kick the can down the road there, there's Robbie again to report on what's happening for sure. Um, yeah. But it was Earth Day last year. I think it was about this time last year where you said, I'm looking to get some graphics done to, to support Robbie's work on the Colonial Pipeline. Now, I don't know if people know about what's going on here. I'm like, sure, look, send me some stuff. So... You sent me a PowerPoint or he sent me something and I started making some graphics on Canva and we just started working together and doing some stuff. And and I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's where things really started to kick off. And that's where I, I started to get to gain some real appreciation for working closely with you. Uh, Mindy Moneybags, by the way, I see your money bags behind you on the floor. Love it. Um, and... <laughs> And again, so it just evolved. And so we then we're on the 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 Assange vigil to, together, and I just can't stop watching facts and can't stop watching. And then bitch comes out, and now here I am on the damn show. Are you kidding? Come on! So it it's just been again. I I can't even believe I'm sitting here talking to you half the time, and I know you <laughs> you kind of feel the same way. And like I said. Breathe, Indy, breathe, Indy, just like you say, breathe, Winston. And I, yeah. I just, I crack up because I was on I just... right after that, that, that Vanessa Bealey interview. I'll, I won't forget that. Um, all right. So, oh, when you were on TNT? That's right. That's a tough act to follow. It wasn't. Uh, oh, and then who follows me? Who jumps in chat? Alex Rubenstein. Oh, there's another shout out. Oh, oh my God. That's right. Oh, brutal, dude. I'm yeah, sorry dude, about brutal. that. Yeah. Well, again, I got to I got to like be in between two people that I that I adore, that I cover, that I respect, that I admire, and then talk to another one who I adore, respect, and cover and admire. So it was a pretty pretty much of a of a kick ass banner day for me for sure. Uh, I'm doing that to Warren tomorrow. Do you want to hear? So tomorrow at three, it's uh, Doctor Piers Robinson, oof. and then at four, it's Jason Burmis. 
five, it's Uncle Warren. Oh, I I, I wonder if there's going to be some name. No dropping pressure, Warren. At Jason Burmis's no stream, does he does he name drop at all? Like that guy drops so many names in a half an hour. He talks about Jones and this one and that. He gets into a whole thing about this one with that. I don't even know what he's talking yeah. about half the time. Like I, I love that dude. He's just he's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, what a character, uh, and, and really yeah. knowledgeable, but you know, sniffs out the crap for sure. Um, so wow, you got Burmis, Warren, uh, Reef. Reef was saying that he's available for Wednesday if you still need somebody for Wednesday at four. Uh, um, let me see. This is I don't know, you were telling me early. Lady Alexander's uh, yeah, lonely so have... on Rockfin. I know Cy Lawson's over there. Everybody should, should have gotten over to Rockfin. Uh, I did yeah, want to ask Wednesday at four, Reef. Reef, Wednesday at four, homie. I need you a Wednesday at four. And then I have for... Friday at five open, but I think I'm I think Nick's gonna do Friday at five because I, I need a rant session with Nick from RBN. So nice if I can get him to do five. But Reef, if you're available at four on Wednesday, let me know and I'll put you in the schedule. Um because nice. he said he was gonna do his own stream at 420. So I wasn't sure if he and uh Kathy Bogan, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna have him come on at three. Uh, but Kathy Bogan, that's the Assange date, mm -hmm. uh, the court date. And Kathy right. Bogan from Consortium News is going to come on at three. And she has to come on at three because they work overnight. And so that's like 5 a.m. her time. That's like her bedtime. Um, right. So she's going to come on and then go to bed. But yeah, I, I can't switch Kathy Bogan. So right, right. come on at four, Reef. That's great. If not, I'll find somebody else. Don't worry about it. And it's going to be an open okay. stream um, for Reef's 420 stream. Um, he's like, I'll be on air. He's like, I was gonna, he was gonna offer for you guys to to attend also, you know, because it's gonna basically be, I think he's gonna start at four, just let it run until however long it it's gonna go. That's what we're talking about. I mean, if about. he's still on there at six, when yeah, they get off. and doing a stream, he's gonna send everybody an open stream yard, and whoever wants to come in basically is okay. gonna be able to. I think that's how we're gonna do it. And uh, he said he's got all the the graphics and everything ready for that. Um, cool. Oh, look at this! I keep. I'll messing come get up high screen. with you guys after I get off work, for sure. <sighs> So yeah, that that's gonna be. But he's like, I, I you know, I was gonna invite all the Assange people, but based on what's happening on 420, I, I don't know what kind of mood they're gonna be. In. Maybe they're gonna want to chill Bad. out and relax. I mean, and... If, if we're being honest, though, uh, the the this is gonna be like a 10 or 15 minute court hearing. It's not gonna be that extensive. We already know what's gonna happen. They're just uh -huh. gonna sign off on the extradition request, and then it just, then it gets sent off to UK Home Secretary Pretty Patel. So this is, I mean, this isn't like we're not gonna get it's any like earth shattering thing. news or yeah. It's just like a, a part of the process thing. The formality, so, um, right, right? I mean, I'm not going to be in any worse of a mood than I am usually. <laughs> and then there'll be like another. I think it's May until May 18th that 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 the defense has <laughs> to file another appeal yeah. against that for extradition. No, it's not an appeal. They have well, uh, right. until the 18th. They have uh, their that's their deadline. To, they can submit documentation documents to uh, Pretty Patel um, just in an effort to kind of persuade her to deny the extradition um, so they can use the mental health aspect. They can, you know, kind of appeal to her on the free speech aspect, all of that stuff. None of it will matter. She's going to sign off on it. It's yep. almost for sure. She'll rubber stamp it. Um, but this is, you know, they got to make it look like they're doing due process here. So they have until May 18th to do that. And then um, I honestly don't know how long we have. I don't think that there's any like a set time limit or anything that she has to make a decision. Um, but then there's a multitude of different ways that the, it could go from there. Um, but yeah, it's, she's going to sign off on it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's beyond, I don't, I don't even know where to go with it. You know, that they're, they're just either. trying to drag this whole thing out for as long as yeah. they're trying to kill him. Yes, they are. Well, they are killing him. It's unfortunately. Yeah. And, 
Again, I, there's a lot of stuff that I don't, uh, I don't want to get into on this one, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that in the yeah, next vigil. I just vigil ranted about sure. it for like two I wanna, hours. I want, yeah. I want to go on the next vigil, uh, uh, a next vigil coming up soon. Um, oh, so, there will be one. Well, yeah, I'm sure there will be another one. And usually, I know that you're you're looking for for guests for for that sometimes too. Especially again, if you've got a story related to Julian Assange that that hasn't been told, if you've got you know, we we love hearing about that, and and you know that's what the vigil's about. It's it's catharsis. I mean, the last time I was on, I was on uh, with with you and and with um, who's your co-host now? I can't think of his Eric. Eric, right? Eric's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was yeah, thinking of his great. of his Twitter handle, which isn't Eric, but it's 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 different. Koi it's, contrarian. Yeah, Koi. That's what I was thinking of. It was Koi because he's the. The, the the Duke brother from Vance and Coy. I don't know. That's that I make weird connections. <laughs> anyway, uh so Coy Contrarian, Eric, uh again, we, we had an amazing hour, two and a half hours on there, and we started asking some of the questions that I think people have not really been asking about. I learned about parts of the case that I hadn't really learned about, and there are so many different aspects to it, and it's been going on for so long. And there are so many parts that have been buried. And I think yeah. last time it was right about the time that it was the anniversary of, of collateral murder had been played. No, that was that last week. Um, that was, yeah, that was April 5th. That was April 5th. It, it, it was, I think it was the week before that, that I got on one of the shows with you. And so we were talking about that and there's always some kind of an anniversary coming up of something. <laughs> unfortunately yeah right yeah well and there's then, a shit ton of releases too so there's always like oh it's the anniversary of cable gate or it's the whatever um so yeah there's always something exactly for sure um and and again i i, I just the people who are there to keep that alive and and in the public eye they're doing it because this is you know it's the right thing to do and because we we we're desperate to see him freed um and to try to get as much grassroots. Well, I just do it to grift. And, well, yeah, we we know we do it for the money, all of us, right? Totally. <laughs> uh, for the GoFundMe that pays for the for the rolling billboards, right? For the for the rolling billboards across DC. Okay, that yeah. that that's what the GoFundMe's pay for. Everybody, you saw those things rolling across DC. You saw that like <laughs> the truck, <laughs> the, the Airbnb that the Ted that the. The lift guy wouldn't even go to it. <laughs> I still can't believe that's a real thing that happened. Oh that's a real God. thing that happened, though. Our yeah. Airbnb was in such a terrible neighborhood. The delivery driver was like, "Nope, not nope. coming there." When, when my <laughs> kids get old happen. enough. When my kids get I old enough. I even tried to bribe him. I'll be able Andy, to I tried to bribe. I said, "I said, can I just bribe you?" And he's like, "No, sorry." Wow, <laughs> that's that's a bad neighborhood. You should have called Colin because Colin will get you there. <laughs> I know, or uh, Franco. Franco's yep. in DC. Well, Fra outside Franco of DC, too. I mean, Franco's we, outside. Our friend DC. Christine lives there too. She lives mm -hmm. in uh in DC as well, or in the DC area. She always comes, but she always comes and stays at our Airbnb with us because it's easier. But yeah, we've got a couple like local friends in the DC area. Um, but it was just funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Mindy Moneybags knows how to vacation, you guys. Yeah. I know how to vacation. Yeah, next next time that now what were the reviews on the place? That's my my wife. She's like big into what were the reviews? What did people say about the place? What were the reviews? Honestly, the review and seriously, it wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't that like nobody bothered us. Uh, we, when we first got there, I got there on Friday, 
uh, Friday night, it, the neighborhood was loud. Like there was like a full on party. There was like an apartment complex and then like a cul-de-sac. Mm. Uh, and there, I mean, there was probably like a hundred people out there partying. Wow. Uh, and so it was loud that night, but then Saturday night was very quiet. It did rain on Saturday. So, I mean, that's probably why, uh, but it was very quiet, but nobody bothered us. Um, I, when we saw people, uh, in the morning, in the afternoon, when we were like loading and unloading our crap, uh, you know, people would walk by and say good morning or whatever. Like it was, it seemed, it was fine. The Airbnb was really nice. It was renovated. The beds were really comfortable. Uh, the, the, the reviews had all said like when I, when I got the place, it's, it was very cheap. That's why I got it because I wanted to push our money as far as we could take it. Sure. Um, and, uh, so that's why I got it. And I, I read the reviews cause I, I was like, oh man, Southeast DC, like everybody always warns you. <laughs> don't stay in Southeast DC. And in fact, that Friday, when I got there, I was on Rachel Blevins Rockfin show. She interviewed me and she was like, so where are you guys staying? And I said, well, we're in a really terrible neighborhood. And she's like, are you in Southeast DC? And I'm like, yeah. And she literally like her face went kind of gray. And she was like, be Run. careful out there. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was not a great neighborhood, but I mean, it was very, very cheap and that's why we went there and nobody bothered us. We were fine. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to my <laughs> brother, Colin. That, that makes me think of the Dave Chappelle bit. That's a rough city, man. That's a rough city. DC, <laughs> that's a rough city. He's got the limo yeah. driver. That's, that's hilarious. Um, that was my first indication that it might be a little bit worse than I thought when Rachel, I mean, she really looked, um, concerned for my safety. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Please be safe out there. Well, like, well okay. you did have you did have Trey and Glory that would be there to protect you because I think they were they were staying at the house too, right? We're, yeah, we're... Trey was uh Trey didn't show up until the until Saturday, I think. Glory was there. Um I think Glory got there, there was it Friday night that she, I think she did get there. Yeah, she got there Friday after I wrapped my show. Uh cuz I did my show Friday from DC. Um she got there Friday night. When I first got there it was just me, Kimber and Beth. Uh we were the first three there. Um, so yeah, it was, and then that night, Friday night, it was just, uh, me, Kimber, Beth and glory all in the house. So it was four chicks in a house oh in Southeast DC. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But they wouldn't uh... want to mess with, with that house. I can tell you right now. No. Uh, now no. Wh wh which Beth is this? Is this, is this blue check Beth? Is this? No, 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 no. She's, um, Beth B I think on Twitter. I think it's her, I don't know what her Twitter handle is. Um, I know, uh, I know I follow a long time. About, uh, no, she's a, a long time like Assange a, activist. Yep. She's kind of quiet, very behind the scenes. That's awesome. Well, shout out to all the activists that are in the field that, that actually go out there and do the protests and organize and don't just stream like I do and don't just sit at a microphone, but actually get out there like you do and bring people out and stand there with signs and yell at Merrick Garland's house from his driveway. That's fun. Um, I I I enjoy watching all of it and covering all of it and amplifying all of it and sharing all of it and trying to get the word out so that other people know this, do this, participate. Uh and 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 we just grow this whole movement. I and mean, that's it's been really hard the last couple of years to do that, especially with our, our narrative suppression. So again, we it's just been going again mutual aid it's going to your neighbor and talking about this stuff and it's it's hard to talk about politics but it's like hey guy you know do you know that there's 15 companies that basically own everything that you're watching and i sound like a crazy person all the time and they tell me i need i need decaf and that i sound like a conspiracy lunatic but 
Imagine try trying listening. to talk the Assange case to people. Right. Well, I don't even go there. I start with like the obvious stuff, which is that everything I is. I do. I'll talk to anybody. I don't care. I know, I but talk every... to my hair guy, Ethan. I, well, Shout well, out that, to Ethan. That's right. Uh, but everything, yeah. everything is narrative controlled, first of all. And that's why you can't yeah. talk about Assange. That's why you can't talk about war. That's why you can't talk about big pharma and C C O V apostrophe uh, D whatever thing. And and uh, I love I love that. Uh, uh, what's his name? Franco used to call it. He used to separate the word man and then dates. Date. So <laughs> yeah. the, that's how he used to do that in his YouTube titles. And every time I'd see it, I would I'd be like, oh, he's definitely like picking up a different kind of crowd when he's doing that. <laughs> For sure. JB Font and his friends would definitely be down with the mandates. Um, yes. Those kind yep. of mandates, at least. Not not those kind of yeah. mandates. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, all right. So hopes and aspirations for 2022 beyond other than obviously free Julian Assange. That goes without saying. But what else yeah. What else do we, do we want to see out of it? What do you want to see? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to help people do? What do you want to do? And, and how can we all help you do that? Because that's what I'm all about is helping people get where they want to go. I mean, I honestly have no idea what I want to do. I would love to see um, for other people as just, um, you know, breaking free of the narrative control that's going on. And I would love to see people stop instantly demonizing those of us who question things. Um, you know, it's okay to ask questions. <laughs> it's necessary to ask questions. Stop believing everything that you're force fed um, unquestioningly. Uh, you need to ask questions. I don't know why uh, we get so much crap for uh, being skeptical of known liars. It's very strange to me. Um, so I would love to see more people break away from that. I think that we have seen a lot of it. Um, it's been kind of encouraging over the past couple of years, especially seeing a lot of people kind of realize like, oh, oh, okay, this is this is what's going on. Um, and there's been, I mean, and I think that Ukraine is doing a lot of that too for people. Um, but we need more of that. We need more people to break away from the electoral system. I would love to see that. Stop <laughs> pretending like we can vote our way out of this. We cannot. No. Um, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go vote. I'll go vote. I mean, if Dave Smith runs in the Libertarian Party, maybe I'll vote for Dave Smith. I don't know. Uh, it, it doesn't hurt. Uh, it doesn't take me very long in Ohio to vote. It literally is like I drive there, I get out, I walk in, I vote, I walk out, I drive home. It's that fast. Um, so uh, I have no problem with people who want to go vote, but don't pretend like it's going to be any change maker. It's not. The system is broken. Um, so, I mean, I would love to see more people start organizing outside the system, start creating those parallel societies, start participating more in mutual aid, start doing more direct actions. Um, we need that. Like we, That's the only way we're going to be able to uh, really effectively fight back against the empire. And we're going to have to do that together and that means having conversations with people that you don't like that's okay i had a conversation today uh with uh clint russell from liberty lock uh, lockdown he's a libertarian we disagree on a lot of things guess what we had an hour-long conversation that was totally civil we talked about things that we agreed about uh, about um we uh, uh totally acknowledge that we have disagreements um but where we agree we feel like we should work together and i think that that's uh it, we need more of that um, so uh, I'm not really worried about myself necessarily, uh, things that you guys can do to help me. I'm not really worried about that. Um, do what you can to help Julian Assange, uh, and do what you can to help people kind of, uh, make that transition away from the current system that we're in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you. Well, that, and, and again, again, selfless and it's, it's never about Misty and, but that's, that's not true. It's Misty. Not. 
Well, but but sometimes so, sometimes it needs to be, and and again, you're you're doing a lot, and, and you know you remind me occasionally, you know, like I I, I do a lot, but sometimes you got to let people help you too, and 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 share, and so that's one of the things we can do is share facts on the ground, subscribe to all yeah. the Misty stuff, support all of her projects that she's on, download the uh, the Podbean app, which is where you can actually subscribe to TNT radio and you can listen to all of Misty's old clips and, and old uh, hour long interviews. So you can listen yep. to reef on there and Warren's on there. I see some of the people that are out in chat. My couple of interviews with Misty are on there. Um, and tell, tell more Rob's people about, on, about Misty and, and tell them that, that whatever they've heard about her, don't believe it <laughs> and, and to form their own opinion for sure. Because I think there's a lot of people that have, form their own opinion or that are saying things out there that just look, my experience has been nothing but nothing short of amazing. And, and I've listen, met I'm not fewer... for everybody. That's okay. Well, well yeah, That's you okay. kind of, you, yeah. Well, okay again, I have met fewer, honestly, self more, more selfless people in, in this world, or, you know, in this space that has been willing to just draw. Where do you want me to go? Is it, is it a protest for Medicare for all? Okay, is it to support a father who lost his son because because he overdosed and and is now trying to fight the insurance companies and make sure that that we've got a system that will never do that over a twenty dollar bill again? Um, again, is it is it for organizing for people for Julian Assange? I mean, think about all these different things and all these amazing people that we involved with. I know you you're interviewing a Feeney and she did a whole thing with um, um, the Howard University protest and the living conditions that were happening there and. Again, all we can do to amplify all these different struggles and and injustices and wrongs so that we can try to right them, everybody deserves to have like a decent life and it's really hard in this world right now. So yeah. People who are calling that out that are helping the people that are you know trying to that are struggling, but but again, people who have the time that are willing to to lend a hand and make the time for those that are struggling. Again, I, I see you doing it and and that's why I just I, I I can't say thank you and amplify what you're doing enough and and get on board and whatever whatever I can do you know I'm always there. Um, yes, I do. And, and and I know I know you're you're there too. Again, it's just like one of the people who I know. Like I, when I was written writing up my list of who are going to be my first ten guests, you, you were definitely on that list. So I'm again just so happy to have that have you here and, and to have this conversation. I definitely learned some things about you that I didn't know before. Um, some of the, again, I talked about a lot of things that, that uh, you've already been involved with and, and all of your current projects, which are on there other than the free, the truth, which we're going to figure out when that's back and stay tuned to Misty's channels for that and follow her on Twitter. She'll let you know. Um, anything else, any other like, events that you're going to be doing i know you you just finished one so it's like gotta take a breath for a while well, for, for medicare woman, but... for all is apparently uh march medicare for all is apparently going to do an event in july july 30th in dc yes. um so i talked to ricky uh ricky rance on twitter um he was on my show the other day and i think i'm going to try to schedule something around that date as well either the, the, so their events on saturday i may try to do either friday or sunday for julian assange awesome. um so i feel like it because you, you know i am a huge believer in like cross collaborating across causes uh like we just when we did the this past event we did it with in the damn wars um so i love doing that and being able to kind of co like build coalitions across causes um mm -hmm. because 
because so many of these things are interconnected. Uh, so uh, I think we're going to try to do make something happen in July for that. Um, uh, I'm not sure yet. I haven't even uh, begun looking into that yet. Uh, I'll probably start doing that next week, but uh, that's the goal as of right now. Awesome. Um, uh, so uh, I'll probably, you know, start crowdfunding and all that good stuff here pretty soon. Uh, I got a grift for my vacation again. Damn it. First so, of all, the idea that anybody wants to go on vacation in Washington, D.C. is. And, and how do you how do you do your radio show from the road? You just dial in or they do best ofs and they do replays. How no, I just dialed in. I, yeah, oh, it's, nice. it's very easy. It's just I mean, it's like just hop on a Skype call and they send me a link. And then I just it's like I think it's called Comrex or something. I don't know what it is, oh, that's uh, cool. but they it's but, very but it's simple. Remote. I just take my microphone and my laptop and I'm good to go. Oh, that's badass. You just need a quiet, quiet place to stream from, right? Uh, Yeah, plus they're very cool about giving me the days off. Like when uh, our event was on a Monday, this past Monday. Mm -hmm. um, And so they gave me the day. They're like, just take the day off. And I'm like, all right. So I don't know what they did, actually. I don't know if they got a fill-in host or if they played replays. Because, you know, I was in the streets of D.C., so I didn't listen. Uh, And and is it possible to do the radio show, like have somebody in your house studio whatever i don't know if you like ever yeah. are close yeah i just did that on friday the friday when i was in dc beth uh who we just talked about uh came on and talked about the end the day morse protest oh that's so uh, cool so she was sitting right beside me and we just streamed from the little bedroom at the airbnb like a real <laughs> radio show and shit yeah yeah it was fun no it's it great it was it was interesting to like be in the same room as somebody that i'm interviewing that doesn't happen very often right so that was fun yeah, because yeah. I mean, again, like you, you, well, you've been doing vigils and you've been doing basically Zoom streaming for three years, right? Um, mm-hmm. Not a lot of face. I mean, I've been though. like we we've done other events where we've all been in the same room. We've done vigils from the couch at the Airbnb, where it's been me and Steve and Glory and Fee and Pasta and Nico, and like we've all I, been in the same room together. I remember that. Uh, we've there, done that a few times. There might have been Steve getting so high that he fell off the couch that night. Um, uh, <laughs> That was one of the funniest streams I think I've ever seen. Was you guys all hanging out in the in the vigil house that night? That was, that was I think around yeah. St. Patrick's Day last year. And yeah, that was for and, clovers. And 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 uh, pasta's talking smack and feast sitting in the middle puffing and Steve's just getting more incoherent and his eyes are getting tighter and tighter as the night kind of goes. You guys are just. That was you're, one of the funnest. You're literally Clovers a comedy was one of tour. the funnest trips. One I, of the best uh, actions that we've done. That was. It was just the energy was good. Um, you know, there was a lot of. We got to meet a lot of really cool people. The ladies from Roar Media were there. I got to meet Eric Coy Contrarian. That's the first I met him in person there. Um, so there was a lot. We got to meet a lot of really cool people. Um, and it was just good vibes. Like it was just really good vibes that whole time. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite trips. I think that we've done. Yeah, again, uh, I follow all of it, and I live vicariously through all of you, and and I can't appreciate enough, like, somebody at least, like, trying, you know, keeping this alive, going out there together, organizing, getting people together, and having fun while doing it at the same time in a subject that's really, really tough, and yeah, um, again... Um, I'm tapped. It's it's late. I know you've been on air for way, way too long today, and I'm not going to hold you any longer <laughs> today. I just just thank you for everything you do and for being here and for your time today and for your time all the time. And I love you and and no I adore you required. and and uh, and and we're going to do this again at some point. And 
I'll be on more bitches and vigils and we'll do more INN news and maybe you'll come on and do a guest. How do we miss that? And we'll do a, a, a you know, yeah. a show for that. I'm starting to do some guest guest stuff there and uh, not just not just me and Reef, but as Reef does more shows with INN news and other stuff, I got to I got to find a, a, a more, you know, I, I want to rotate some other people and, and see what that's like and see if there's other chemistry there. And so far, I've had a couple. Noli D. Shout out to Noli, by the way. Noli's amazing activist. She was in Phoenix. Uh, she was talking about a thing today. Actually, that's something I wanted to talk to you about. She was mentioning a story about how there's a backlog of more than a year of police like abuse cases. And these guys are like unreported or, or unresolved cases of police abuse they're just sitting there for more than a year they just continue to work and yeah she's out there calling calling light to that and i just i i adore that woman so much she's she's great and again we have so many great people in our space and and yeah. and you're one of them so again thank you for being here uh go go yeah, thanks for having chill me. out it's it's late and actually like yeah you know again you've been streaming since three o'clock so Go relax. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you, Misty. Yeah, thanks and, for the uh, chats. We love you. Yeah, oh, uh, the chat got really weird, by the way. Chat got really weird. It got really graphic and sexual. I haven't been watching. I'm really bad about Nicole it. Nicole and Warren are really going at it pretty hard. I don't even know of what course, that's about. Warren. Shadow Band of Refugee Order. He's here. What's going on, buddy? Uh, again, we, we got a, we got a nice chat, a nice group of people. Cy Lawson, how are you, buddy? Good, good to see you. Variant. And radical leftist agenda. Hi, Nikki and Les Bones. We're gonna go see Ron Flacone a week from tonight, so that's really exciting. We're actually gonna have our first INN field trip, so yay, yay for that! And uh, so everybody, stay tuned. Uh, Reef and I, I think, are gonna do an INN news tomorrow night on on Indie News Network. Uh, I was gonna do how do we miss that last night, and then we decided not to do one for uh, Easter, but I did curate four stories, so it's perfect for um for INN news so we're probably gonna do that tomorrow and then we got warren on thursday night i see he's already scheduled to stream and reef's got reefer after dark friday night uh but not this week because wednesday he's doing the 420 stream so starting at four o'clock ish uh i think he's gonna start live and we'll turn the cameras on at 420 and see who's there and i don't know what the hell's gonna happen so that'll be a good time and then sundays how I'll do we come miss by when that? i get off air I'll come cool. by when I'm off air. I'm sure he'll send you uh, a StreamYard link. So you're always welcome sure at any stream we're at. Do it, Reef. Yeah, do, do it. Do it now. Okay, I'm going to cut the stream. Reef. Thank you, everybody. Right. Have a good night. Bye, Good guys. night, Misty. We'll see you soon. Good night. Bye. See ya. Uh, listen to what little birds tell you, as Reef likes to say. Who are these people?